This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, you're listening to Taco Spirit and my cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is I Have No Idea. We're from the TacoSpirit.com <laughs> website. You can go there for it. And my new and old great community, the form links, top social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. Yes, my inability to give you a title or subject for today is a good sign that this is a outline. This is a Chris Primarily outline. made by Chris, <laughs> yes. So, and then I ask, what is this title? And he goes, I don't know. Okay, we'll figure it out as we go along. Well... Hey, I mean, it... You it, wanted the joke to have the title as what? Are they even watching the same anime as me? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because this is all comes from me go- listening to fe- people say things in general, and I go, are these people even watching the same anime as me? What the heck is going on? And hopefully I can break this down as much as I possibly can. It's very, very unpolished. Andrew tried his best, but... This is all me. It's it's one of my my horrible attempts at making a subject that you guys like and enjoy and have fun with. For the most part, it's if like anything Chris related, it's there's something frustrating him. He makes a page. I go, hey, you're making an outline. Oh, I can skip this week. And then oh wait, we have to put this together. And then we put it together, and there it is. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's gonna be one of those things where yeah, you can obviously attach this. I don't know rant analysis discussion blah 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 into something that is recent happening but in general it's one of those things where we we talk about this on a regular basis and then finally there's something where it's like hey let's go ahead and just finally talk about this we've been we've been throwing i mean i have an entire list of a whole bunch of shows towards the later part that we i was literally la- we were laughing together as we were remembering oh yeah that's right we had this kind of scenario with this <laughs> show oh yeah we did this before with this show so we'll go through those eventually but yeah technically you can attach this probably to something like Darling the Franks, uh, maybe Recreators here recently, 
um, as one of those shows where literally people are uh, certain people. I wouldn't say I don't think in particular with Darling the Franks, it's very widespread, but there is a group of people that are like, why isn't this saying this? I'm angry at this because it didn't say what I wanted to say. And we get this this whole concept where we're like, what? What? Are, where did you get that from? I don't. I don't get where you're getting that from. Yeah, I guess we'll eventually get into it. There's, there's obviously things that the writers are saying, and sometimes it's not what they think it's what they're saying, or it's not as important to them as they think it is to the viewer. So we'll get into all that kind of stuff eventually. I'm, I'm assuming that's what we're getting into. I hope so. <laughs> I hope we're getting into you over something. It and I'll, I'll pass it back over, and he goes, uh, let's talk about this. And, okay, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, this, is, this, this goes back to um, uh, Chris's little weird rant about analysis versus criticism. And I, I am going ahead and uh, allowing for the idea that analysis and criticism are generally in the same category. And so when I refer to analysis, if you want to take that as criticism, go ahead and take it as criticism. I'm using them both interchangeable for right now. Um, but here's the thing. Why does analysis annoy me? This this is and, – and I'm referring to other people and when they say I am analyzing said artwork and I go that's not analysis. That is criticism. This is why it annoys me. Um, one of the main reasons why, um, I tend to get annoyed or I say, I, I wrote, we, I'm hoping Andrew is in the same ballpark as me, um, tend to get annoyed over analysis of an anime f- for whatever reason. It's generally because when I hear somebody say, um, this show is saying this and in my head, I'm saying, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What show are you watching? I, when I go into a show, I'm watching something. I tend to watch it and I go, yeah, that said something really cool there, or this is kind of fun, or that's that's neat. Um, and and yeah, you can you can break it down to its very very base components, and you can assign some kind of a symbology or some kind of an idea to this item or that item. But what it comes down to is remember that the show is just a show. It's just it's just there for you to enjoy yourself while you're watching it. Remember that there's there's that other side of the communication where you may not necessarily be seeing the same thing that they are trying to say. And I'm getting my ahead way ahead of myself I right was now. Wondering, <laughs> um, it. We have to remember that when when we get into this, um, there's there's this interesting concept that I heard about recently that that I think really does capture the essence of a lot of this this problem that we're all having right now, um, and that's what's called critical theory. Critical theory is a philosophical philosophical approach to culture um, or especially literature. It seeks to construct. Uh, confront the social, historical, and ideological forces and uh, structures that produce and constrain it. Um, it's the idea that basically everything is built on this um, this structure, and the idea behind that structure is flawed because it, by its very nature, breaks its own structure. And that is the effectively a postmodernist idea. That 
using that to um, analyze and break down anything that you are confronted with by itself, its own nature breaks itself. So you cannot effectively analyze anything using critical theory because critical theory in itself is flawed. And that, that's the, the, one of the So what you're saying problems. is that essentially it's something where you have to find the holes in something so that you can break it? Exactly. And that's all you're, all you're there to do is to break everything. Effectively. <laughs> unless, it, unless, it's, unless it's, I guess we'll get into that eventually, unless it's saying something that you're like, wow, I really like that this is saying this, then you don't want to do that. Or is it everything? Everything. Destroy everything. You destroy everything. <laughs> destroy That's a everything. postmodernist thought. <laughs> and it's funny because it's, it's uh, I mean, is this something that's recent? It's, no, it goes all the way back to a, um, a kind of a analysis that goes back to the Frankfurt School. It is, it's, it's a really, it's an ideal that's been around for a very, very long okay. time. It just seems like it's, well, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I think it's only recent, but it, well, technically it's, just, it's something that's just, flourished in the internet i mean it was something that you didn't really see much of before the internet because i don't think really any of the networks or whatever that was our media before old media cared to have it there unless it was comedic or saturday night live or something like that some kind of comedy routine now it's literally like every youtube channel really anymore is this kind of stuff every podcast is this kind of stuff because it's fun to destroy things and we've talked about that before and, and to death with some other podcasts we've done but it just seems like it's it's destructive in in nature for the most it's, part. It, it does have some interesting as- aspects to it but the the problem is is that by its very nature it is um uh skeptical of the system itself and so by by not allowing it to have a system, you you're effectively not you're contradicting yourself in 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 its very nature, and that that's the main problem. How do you how do you create something out of something that you don't you're not allowed to create? Yeah. It's I guess it's a, a sad thing because I don't know if they're critical theory, but there's a lot of cases where, and I guess it's something we'll eventually get into. And I'm going to say that so many damn times. It's not funny. I, cause I don't know where Chris is going with this stuff. So I don't know if where I can put this stuff that'll, it'll fit. But, um, I, I like when people dive into things. I mean, we, we had so much fun just diving into, uh, from the new world had so many cool little mechanics in it. And I, we loved kind of going through each one of them and seeing what was all in there. And there's a lot of people that do that kind of stuff to an extent that is very entertaining. Like, there's a guy on YouTube, I should have got his name beforehand, I'll probably get it eventually. Um, he's doing an analysis of, like, every episode of Darling and the Franks. And he's he's finding all these really cool things in it that are symbolisms that the show has that, like, the, the mistletoe, they keep hitting on the mistletoe in that show, the the way that the, the book that they had in one of the episodes, um, you remember the name of it? Baby... No, the, there was another book. But it basically oh, the, is... The Princess... No! It's like a it's like a, a piece of literature. But anyways, it, it, it kind of gets into all those kind of things, like the 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 hierarchy system they have there and the, the health of the leaders. and like, It's really, really fascinating, the kind of stuff that he's kind of digging into. And, and it's like, yeah, half that stuff, the writer might not even have even thought about or they're not even actually doing that. But 
there is things in there that you could construe from that show that is really, really fascinating. Or you can just pick it apart and destroy it and say that it's really, really flawed. Yeah, and, and this is one of the one of the biggest things that I I mean I br- I brought it up before is the idea of um, analysis versus criticism. I I love cr- analysis. I love when people get in there and dig into it and find find little things. I even like some criticisms to a certain point. I, if if you can find flaws in there and you can p- poke fun at it and have fun with it, I don't mind it too much. It's when you when you break it down and then you get frustrated because, and this is something that we'll get get into in a little bit is when you get stuck on on an idea and and you get get in this feedback loop with your own self of your 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 this this show is saying this and I don't like that so therefore every single thing that this show does reinforces that thing that I don't like and so. You do effectively the exact opposite of an analysis. You're, um, an analysis is going in there and finding every little thing, and then you start looking at for little things that could possibly reinforce what you're saying. So you're saying that this says this, and so you, um, uh, when you when you see a um, a shoe or um, a uh, a tree. And there, the tree represents life, and then you start seeing all the little uh, flowers and stuff around it, and and all the flowers symbolize um, the growth of life, or something like that. And so you find little itty bitty tidbits to reinforce that little theory of yours. Criticism would do the exact opposite, where you're starting to break it down and doing the exact opposite. Everything that you that bothers you about it, that's the very intent of criticism is you're criticizing it. You don't like it. You start doing the exact opposite where you find um, the, the, the tree is a representation of um, something rigid and doesn't move and you don't like that. So everything that's around it, you, you see the little thorns on the roses that, that represents that you can't touch it because it'll hurt you. You, you, you start reinforcing it in the exact opposite. Yeah. We were, we were talking, we were talking about the, the, well, that was what we were kind of doing with the, the joke podcast we did. The, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but we were just kind of overly praising something and saying something was there that it wasn't really that i was joking about that when i was making that list down below it was this idea of i can go through our review list and go i was going i can literally go through each one of these and say like i can find something in every single one of these that's like deep and philosophical or i can say it's just a dumb moe show right. what's the difference i can do that with every show mm-hmm. where somebody says something really fantastic and great about this show i can pick it apart too versus this where you say it's trash i can find something amazing in there um, that YouTuber, by the way, is nearly on red, um, just to give him a shout out, because I thought his videos were really cool. So if you're looking for Darling and Franks, you like the show, you want to actually get in some nitty gritty that it's doing, there you go. So, yeah. Anyways. Sorry, did so, I derail you? No, no, I, I, I'm glad we're, we're, we're getting a crosstalk going on. Um, I, as I've mentioned before, art has a level of ambigu- amb- ambiguity. Um, so assigning symbology to anything in a story is is really pushing it a little too far. I I, I almost want to say if you want to do some kind of an analysis, I would almost suggest waiting at least until the vast majority of the show is over because 
what we eventually get into later. What 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 <laughs> is the ends idea up of somebody being is, very disappointed? Yeah, um, it, it it I'm starting to see this a lot with with folks, and when they start they they start getting stuck on on things, and then they it it, it gets out of control. Um, so remember that there is two sides to every every communication. There is the um, the artist who's trying to relay the information and you as the um, watcher who's receiving that 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 communication analysis is a fun side part of art symbology is a great tool for the analysis it, it, those two things are there there's something that we should set aside as something that we can use if we want to if 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 we want to dig into a show if we think that it has a lot to do it ha- has a lot to say then analysis is something fun that we can do to that artwork to try and f- make more out of it. Um, if if you think high school DXD has some really really deep and interesting plot points, plot <laughs> points. I like you points. Like how I toss that in there. Points. Then by all means, have fun with it. That's that is. I I encourage that. I I really really think that that is. There's nothing that is more fun than digging into a show that you think has a lot to say. And like Andrew was mentioning when we were talking about the um, Shinsekayori, Shinsekayori world, yeah. Um, what like we were talking about when we when we did the review for that, it and we had fun go- digging into the analysis side of that, and and there's so much there that we could just we could, we could eat that alive for just all the stuff that's in there. Now you could probably do a criticism of it and you could probably do do that and and still stay probably above board and 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 keep it to where it's still civil and say look I I think that there was some interesting things in the analysis of this and these are the things that I disagree with and, and yet still keep your analysis there if these are the things that it was trying to say that I received from the communication these are the things that I seen in there. These are the things that I disagree with. But don't sit there and bash the artist because he tried to put his 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 communication out there. What he decided he wanted to say. That is set aside what the artwork was and what what your criticism of the artwork are is. They're two different animals. You can sit there and say my Hero Academia is a very, very beautiful show and still have problems with what the artist is trying to say to you. Yet, if you're going to criticize it, at least do some form of an analysis. Try to understand what it is that they're saying and then put what they're saying next to what your criticism is of what they're saying. Not sit there and bash the show because, well, it's crap. Does that make well, sense? I think- I think there's a, a fine line between uh, getting something out of an artwork and saying that it needs to be changed because you don't agree with it. That right. is something that is just not welcome in the artistic realm and storytelling realm. I mean, there there's something to be said that not every writer writes stories or characters that they agree with. The, the idea of creating a villain and a hero is impossible if the writer themselves believes in both things. They're right. gonna write something that they don't agree with. They're gonna write a villain they don't particularly like. They're gonna That's write about true. a murderer that kills somebody that they don't want to kill people. 
it's this concept that if it says something and I don't agree with it, it it needs to be destroyed, and I need to say bad things about it, and I need to get I need to rally everybody against something. Is just one, you're full of yourself, and two, it's it's just wrong to the realm of art 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 history and and writing in general. Because if we do that, then start burning down the library so we don't need them anymore. Because uh, somebody is going to decide what we can what we can read and we, we don't read, and that's just not a good realm to go down. Um, and that's the same for symbolisms and and in general. If you if you like the symbolism or don't like the symbolism or think there's symbolism there or don't think there's symbolism there, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. I think yeah, there's obvious symbolisms, and then there's symbolisms that you can kind of pull out of there and get something from. And I think we talked that to death about uh, Yuri Kimarashi and. Um, a lot of other shows that, I mean, especially any of his works are just full of, of symbolisms. And there was a lot of symbolisms that I didn't get, but there was people that are empowered by it. And I'm like, all the power to you. Be empowered by that. That's that's fantastic. I didn't get nothing out of that, but that's fine. Um, I was going to mention earlier when you were talking about symbolisms, I I, I I don't know when I was looking it up, but at some point I was looking up symbolisms and ended up running into Robert Ebert's... Uh, quote that said if you if you ask what it symbolizes it didn't (laughs) (laughs) i think that's true and not true at the same time because i think that there's times where a symbolism just goes right over your head but there's times where i'm like i i want to i want to wear that on a t-shirt because there's times where i just don't get the symbolisms and i want to just put that around a t-shirt and say look um it didn't but at the same time (laughs) just because i don't get the symbolism it's it's one of those things that i i i applaud i applaud people if they you're you're talking about the very very subconscious of a an artist when you start talking about symbolisms and yeah i'm sure that there is some um some artists that are doing it intentionally but most of the time i think a lot of this is internal and subconscious and and that's that's going to go into the deeper stuff that i'm going to go to a little bit later but you have to remember that you are trying to find stuff in the very, very deepest aspects of a person's psyche. And they may not intentionally mean to say those things. You are forcing that. Let's, let's go into to later parts. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Golden Bow, that's what the, the book was. Uh, Is it Bow? Yeah, bow or bow. <laughs> I would go with bow. But I mean, if you have a show like Darling the Franks, and like, again, I've never read that book, so it's like I I, I sound ignorant right here. But um, to have somebody that has read that book to go, hey, look, this is obviously it's one of those things where if you have this in play and that book talks about this, it's obviously that they're going for this. And that's that's a point which I can go, yeah, okay, it's pretty obvious that this is what the show is going for uh, because it has this obviously they, shown book. Yeah, they do that a lot. They they, they love to make references to... Uh, Some, probably something that inspired that, them for yeah. the story they're mm-hmm. telling. Yeah, I can kind of see that. So Okay, so now if you feel that a show is art, then by all means analyze it. Um, if, but remember, your analysis is not necessarily uh, representative of the intent of the author. Something to take into consideration when you do analysis. Remember, your bias is always going to affect your analysis. Period. 
There's there. You're not going to get away away from it. It's 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 no matter how how it you try, you can probably be as objective as possible, but you're always going to lean in some way, shape, or form towards your bias. Because the church lady is not going to be happy with watching K. Joe. <laughs> Big shock here. There she can is try a bias. To be, she can try to be objective, but more than likely, she's gonna lean towards she doesn't like it. <laughs> well, that was—I mean, this is this is totally not meant in ill will. But like when Anime Club was out, when they were actually releasing uh, episodes, there was an obvious thing there where they would watch a show that was currently on the season that was really etchy. They were kind of like, hmm. Yeah, this is a bit much with the showing of the stuff, and it's like we were over here kind of talking about the show, like, oh yeah, this is funny, this is really great. I think it was, uh, namely, one of them. I think was School Live was on at the same time. Yeah, and they were like, this keeps showing their butts, and we're we're reviewing it over here, going, dude, this chick has like some crazy psycho psychologic issues that she's going through, and there's gore everywhere, and I just want them to be happy, and they're over there going, yeah, and they keep showing their pantyhose, and it's like. We're getting different things from the show because there's a difference. Their their bias is different than our bias. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that we view things differently. But it was at that time that we started getting a, a lot of thoughts into. The, I think we did the fan service episode because of yeah. that whole thing that was going on. That everybody was was this about this show, but not about this show. And so we're like, okay, we're doing a fan service episode, and that's what kind of spurred that up because there was such a bias happening at the time about what was allowed and what wasn't allowed. They were okay with Free over here, but they were upset about Keijo. And it was like, okay, we need to talk about this because there's fan service on both sides and there's a bias happening. Yeah, and, and, that, that, and that's the thing. It's, it, it is frustrating. It, it's, it's one of those things that if you, if you allow your bias to, to affect your analysis, which, like I said, you're not going to get away from it. You can try to be as objective as possible, but you have to try to remember to keep that in control. If you want to say wait until the end of your analysis and mention your bias and say this is why I don't I don't agree with what they're saying, that's fine. But remember that when you go into doing your analysis because the second that you hit your bias, you're going to flip one way or the other. If and 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 this is where I go back to your criticism versus analysis problem. If you if you go into it and you automatically find something that you don't like, your bias is going to shift you towards the direction of criticizing everything in there. And nobody really wants to hear anything that negative. They want to hear something that is honest and as objective as possible so that they can make their own decisions on whether or not they want to watch that it show. It quickly dives in the realm of nitpicking, really. Yeah, it and becomes nitpicky. That, when I, the moment I hear somebody going into the realm of nitpicking, it's like, okay, this is, I, I'm, I've gotten all of I'm going to give out of this, this review, I'm moving on kind of thing. Continue what you're doing, I'm going to be over here kind of thing. Yeah, I, and, 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 and poking fun at something can be fun, but mm-hmm. that's a that's a totally different animal. That is not that's not the same as criticism. Criticism is literally, I don't agree f- with this fundamentally. If you don't agree with it fundamentally, stop watching it. There, there's, there's, a, it's not going to change if you watch twenty five episodes of that show. The fundamental nature of the show is not going to change. And that, that that goes into I I personally I want to give a show its full its full chance to tell me its entire story, but 
if it was fundamentally breaking everything, every rule that I have, it it's glorifying killing and raping and pillaging and everything like that. And I'm I'm not going to be on board with it. I and that's why I've started being more more lenient about dropping shows that I don't really care to watch. It I I'm I want to see things that are happy and. And does that make sense? I, I'm, I'm, I'm you have a real huge brain. bias against things that are dark. Yes, <laughs> I, I do agree with that. No, I, I it, it's something we said whenever somebody thinks something is uh, purely controlled by whatever uh, stance that the show itself has, and to have that bias kind of affect you, it it does really it it sucks because. If if somebody's just talking about a show, that's perfectly fine. Like you said, if if you're, if you're just having fun with it and you're just nitpicking at something just to, uh, you know, have fun together with somebody, that's that was a huge issue we had on the forums for the longest time was people that were just literally nitpicking for fun, and it was like that's cool and everything, but it's not fun for those that are actually enjoying it. So you kind of have to we at as a you know leaders of the actual forum decided that we didn't want that to be there. So we removed it from that. Nothing against those that wanted to have fun with that. It's just that that wasn't, that was causing a problem. And that was the only way that we could see of resolving. It was just to remove it from that particular location. But like again, I, 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 I think there's a place for it. I think that there's a lot of fun to be had with nitpicking of things. It's just, it, it's, it really does quickly isolate people from you. And I think to this point, whenever you're doing that nitpicking, it's fun for an audience to listen to you nitpicking something like that, but it's really easy to suddenly uh, turn people away from you because you are nitpicking something and they could be having fun with it and thus it isolates them. And yeah, your bias, your bias can push people away. It's just easily you can push yourself away from the show that you're enjoying. Um, but I think, I think there is, there's something to be said that if you do have that bias against something, it's, it's going to make even things that are positive that you would normally see either be not seen by you or you just, <laughs> I guess better, for lack of a better term, you poo-poo it. You just, you just, you shrug it off like, oh yeah, okay, uh-huh, that's, oh yeah, you're trying to be smart now, and then you kind of move on from it, so. Okay, so how bias affects the analysis is effectively you have to remember that, um, like I said earlier, um, Analysis is breaking it down to its its inter, uh, internal components. It's it's very base things. It's like the bricks that are that are that are that are there, and then you have the mortar that's keeping it so all those together. Female protagonist characters in those boy shows. Yeah, bricks. Um, yeah, bricks exactly. <laughs> um, so unless the author is sitting there right next to you, telling you why he put it there and and what what exactly that represents and everything like that, you're going to have to figure it out yourself. That's effectively analysis. Now, to do this, you have to make an attempt at empathy. And this is, and this is me trying to figure out where where in the world all this is going and why people are off on their own tangents. So I, I may be very wrong, but this is what I think is happening. People have to use, make an attempt at empathy. You have to understand the artist and what they are trying to say in any situation. Because the artist is not, like I said, the artist is not there going, this is what I meant. So you have to figure it out. Now, to do that, you have to imply a level of prejudice. You have to decide 
I have never met this artist, but I have to decide that the artist is this person right here. Then you have to figure out what that artist is trying to do. So you're therefore deciding what the intent of the artist was. And all you have to go on is the art. So from the art, you've decided who the artist is, what the artist's ideals are, and what their intent is in the art that you are deciding that you have just watched. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now, through um, even the weirdest twist of fate that you just so happen to know the artist or you've met them or whatever, you're still trying to figure out what their deepest, darkest feelings are. So even if you've met them, you may not necessarily know their deepest, darkest feelings. So you have to do all of this just based on the art. And you're using the empathy to fill in the gaps. Um, So for an example, what if I wrote down somewhere, I am a cobbler? You have to analyze it. You're a peach cobbler? Am I a peach cobbler? Am I referring to being somebody who cuts cobblestone? No, you're a peach cobbler. I'm a peach cobbler. (laughs) I'm making an analysis, and I think that's what you are. Am I referring to making shoes? No, you're a peach cobbler. I'm a peach cobbler. (laughs) So, am I a capitalist, and do I enjoy selling the shoes? Do I feel charitable and give them away freely? How far does your analysis go on my one little sentence of, I am a cobbler? Obviously, Andrew thinks I'm a peach cobbler. But... All said and done, how much can you glean from that one simple sentence? This is the problem that I think that a lot of people are doing with these these shows. They are taking a little bit of the show and then trying to take a whole bunch more out of what they are seeing in that one little sentence. Um, The reason why all of this is important and, and one of the main things that I want to get out more than anything is that there is a big time circular reasoning that is needed to do this level of analysis. And I tried to break it down as much as possible. Um, you're, you're effectively deciding, you know who the artist is based on the analyzing of the art. And then you're deciding that based on what you think that the artist's values are, you're deciding what the art says. You're using the art to speak to you. How the art made you feel, you use that feeling to empathize with who the artist is. Then you use that empathy to prejudge the artist. Then you're using that through your judgment of what the art is, or artist is, you are using that judgment to judge the art. This is a huge circular reasoning that we are using to overanalyze these shows and then decide what the art is saying based on that. And that's that's where it kind of gets frustrating for me and it's it's kind of one of those things where you it goes to your your comment earlier which is the what show are you watching kind of thing? Are we watching the same show? This idea that suddenly some phrase is said in the show like a char- again, a character says something in the show or something happens in the show. And immediately the response is, is that this show, uh, obviously the writer is this, 
And it's like you're completely disregarding the fact that it's not like this is made – some of these shows aren't made by one person. Sometimes it's a committee. That Sometimes there's a group of people. There's a studio that's behind – multiple people make decisions on this one. Yeah, a lot of cases there is just a writer that does something like the writer for uh, uh, Yuri on Ice or, or Yuri Kumarashi. Uh, there are some, there are certain, uh, uh, Miyazaki, there are certain ones that are like, they get to make all the decisions. And I think when our, uh, one of our podcast episodes was like making anime or something like that, we discussed the idea that there's, sometimes there's a case of multiple people and there's cases where there's just a single person. But, um, but to, to kind of put these labels upon the writer, just to simplify things, the writer, because this character did this or something happened in the show it's like, again, goes back to my previous comment about how uh, these writers can write characters that they disagree with because they have to make a villain and a protagonist and they're not going to agree with both of them because otherwise they can't write a story. Uh, if they just wrote what they agreed on, they would just be writing their mind and what they're what they're thinking about. Well, so to, to put these labels on the writer just because the show did this is kind of – it's illogical. It's it, it, it's it's funny if you think about the antihero, the antihero is 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 neat and interesting only because it allows you to think through things that you wouldn't normally think of. A good villain, if you can empathize with that villain, they're good because of the fact that you get to think through things that you don't normally think through. Um, I remember back what was that? What was that? Um, that movie with um uh with the is it unbreakable where uh or invincible where it was it was the guy from uh die hard it was unbreakable unbreakable and and it, you 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 get to dig through his, his entire story and then you get to go back and and they reveal the 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 bad guy and you get to dig through his entire story and it's such a fascinating thing to think through um, his lo- his logic and his his ideals versus um, the main guy's ideals and his his logic. It was such a cool little concept, and I really really enjoyed it for that. That's that's if you have a villain that just encapsulates this 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 fascinating thing. That's the point. That's that's what you should get excited about. That's what nit- nitpicking and 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 breaking down and criticizing something. That's all fine and dandy, but did you get anything neat from it? Did you get something cool from that? Or is it or is the only reason that you're watching it just to criticize and bash it? Or if you're looking for something political. That that that's that's another thing that gets really frustrating and it's it's a uh, it's one of those ones where we kind of dance around very very lightly because we don't really want to get into it, but it's there's a lot of cases where it becomes political for people. It's like this needs to say this. And it's like, it, it's a show about something that's unrealistic in an unrealistic world. Why do we have to put politics into it? Why can't it just exist in its own area? Again, I don't think just because it's, you know, it's got like a, I don't know, a Nazi setup or something like that. there's Nazi characters in it. That I don't believe the writer suddenly believes in Nazism. It's just, it is the world that it's in. Let it exist. Let them tell the story they're telling and either enjoy it or don't. Yeah, again, I believe there's cases where a writer is very obvious about wanting to say something, but for the most part, just let it say what it says and then take what you want to take, but don't don't destroy or or even if the show there's a, there's a lot of cases well, where a show like, says like, something 
anime loves talking about the Bible and, and bashing the Bible. But it's like, it's not like as a, a religious person, am I suddenly going to throw it out? No, because it's still a story. It's not hurting me. It's there. It exists. Well, it's just like uh, Gutchman Crowds. Uh, there, there was things in there that I thought was fascinating. And we couldn't really dig into a lot of those things because we didn't really, really want to reveal too much of where our political stances are. It's, but it, at the same time, it does have some fascinating, interesting things to say on a political scale. But even then, it's not necessarily because it has interesting things to say about it. It's that it's interesting in what its 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 theories are. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like Kino's journey. Kino, Kino's journey, Kino's is, journey is is a fascinating story because it tells its story in these these capsule countries. And so, I, I I'm right now in my mindset. I'm I'm talking discussing what we're discussing here in a sense that it's kind of like Kino's journey. Where you go to each one of these stories, and it's in a capsule. Not, it's not always inside of a wall, but generally in Kino's journey, it's, there's a place that's walled in, and he goes through the gates, and he's within that country and within their bounds of rules, and they have their own bounds of rules. And she's watching what's in this world and how it works, and in a lot of cases, when it doesn't work, because it sometimes always falls apart in front of her, and so it kind of it's it's just kind of an experiment. And so that's what I kind of view stories. I, I walk into the country. I observe it. I don't touch anything. Well, she, she sometimes touches things. But for the most part, she observes. And that's me. I, I'm observing the story. And I don't agree with, yeah, uh, the the town of adults or whatever. I don't agree with that. But it's like that's that story. And it's this fascinating kind of buildup in this little world. And then I get the conclusion of it. And I drive away on, on my little motorbike. I mean, that's the concept of watching these stories and seeing these uh, experiments of, of storytelling. Is Why can't you just let it say what it says and walk away? Yeah, you might not agree with it politically, that whatever political messages are in there, but that doesn't mean that story cannot be told. My le- next little point is psychological projection. Um, this is a theory that is based in psychology in which humans defend themselves against their own unconscious impulses. Um, it, it's usually a quality, um, both positive or negative, by which denying their existence in themselves while attributing them to others. Effectively, a lot of what I see in, in a lot of these frustrations is possibly a projection of where somebody will see something, they think it is speaking to them personally or in some way, shape, or form, or it's an insecurity in them themselves. And they get frustrated with it, and then they start projecting it out on the show, saying, this is what this show is saying, in which that show never said anything about that. It may hint about it or something, but it it's something that they took, and then they started to over-exaggerate it, and it becomes something vastly more than what it originally intended. Um I, 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 I've seen it usually in the lollycon section. It, people get really bent out of shape in lollycon's land. And it's like, where are you guys going? I did not see any of this stuff. And yet you guys are blowing it up way out of I mean, school. Live was the perfect example of that. Like Andrew was saying, where um, this these, girl's in post-apocalyptic yeah, world. And she has pantyhose on. <laughs> she has pantyhose on. 
are you okay? stuck on the pantyhose? Why are for? you stuck on that? For of all, are you? Do you have a problem with pantyhose? I mean, seriously, <laughs> Why are you what, what is pantyhose? <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing: is it, it, you get people get bent over over really really weird things that nobody else except for you noticed this Again, one little goes, thing. It goes back to the intention of the of the artist and. We had the discussion about erased and how they had the the bath scene of the mom and the and the girl and it was like this whole element of them kind of we got this element of them just being there uh, and just revealing all to each other and just her the mother having this moment with the girl where they they were both in there alone and that they had this moment to kind of connect and it was a beautiful scene of like a mother and a daughter basically. And everybody else has this whole thing where, no, this is pedophilia. And it's like, wait, we, we, we watched the same show. <laughs> Rewind. I didn't see anything sexual in that scene. Why are you seeing something sexual in the scene? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, does your immediate thought go to, this is obviously sexual. And it's like, that's creepy. That was nothing sexual. You need to examine yourself. I, I That goes back to the whole thing where, like... Uh, uh, showman sample and how I obviously seen that there was an issue there, but it's like I, as a person who has baby, I don't have children of my own, but I have babysit children, and yeah, they've run around naked, and it's like I don't see this sexual. It, it's just it's a kid, and they don't realize what they're doing, and you just you give them their clothes on, and that's it. It's over with. Why does it have to be sexual suddenly? I've I've had to bathe the kid. Nothing about that was sexual. It had to be done. <laughs> It's just it's 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 mind-boggling that people can draw again the writer's intent is unknown to most people but I think you can usually draw something based on if it's it looks sexual or not. Anyways, now <laughs> do you really No, 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 you you you're fine. You're exactly the same same area as me pretty much. Um this all sounds to me like projection. Um I I go back to the ink splotch test where they put a big old ink splotch on the paper and when when you look at it and you decide what that art is saying, you are automatically speaking what you believe is in the art. It is not saying anything about the person who put the ink splotch on that paper. It's completely what you believe in. Abstract art. It's abstract. It's completely what you believe. You are analyzing the art based on your information you are putting into that art. You are using your empathy um, to put on that artist you are basing your the ideals of what you see in there based on what you believe that the artist is saying and it's all based on your prejudice now is it possible that you are hitting something that they're trying to say yeah it's very possible the problem is is there's this snowball effect that's going on and you hit that something is derailing you you get stuck on that you are overanalyzing it and then you get this in this blinder you all you see is what this person is trying to say and everything about what they're saying bugs the crap out of me everything that every little tidbit that is reinforcing what i believe that that person is trying to say to me it's it just goes out of control more and more and more and more and more and you're never you're never able to see what is really being said there yeah the snowball effect. I think it's frustrating the idea that somebody would would be willing to, I guess, 
construe people's views of what a show is and what it's doing because you believe it's saying something that offends you personally. Like, like you believe that this stuff is out to get you personally. It's like, just kind of settle down, take a step back and, and just either walk away from it. Probably if it, if it's that offensive to you, or if you're taking that kind of, because I, I don't, I don't, disagree that somebody will find something that is going to hurt them in something if something it, comedy loves to do this comedy loves to make fun of things now granted i'm me personally i don't really find uh comedy that directly goes after things to be that funny satire kind of stuff it's very rare that stuff really gets me uh, uh comedically gets me but I don't get offended by it because I know what they're going for, and they're, they're that's like South Park. They just jab at everything, and I don't find it funny, but I know what they're going for, and I know people find that funny. Whereas I find more self-referential or making fun of yourself to be a lot more comedic to me. Like, if I if I have a, a comedian that just goes up there and just makes fun of themselves, I find that more funny. Uh, it's just the comedy that I get. Um, I totally forgot where I came there from. <laughs> How I got there. One on a a side note, it's not not relevant to what you were saying, but I just to to give you an idea of what when I say I love analysis, one of the reasons why is like like the Sailor Moon analysis, where where people take the time to break down different things about Sailor Moon that they really really love, and they they tend to tie it into their lives and how it affected them. Um, the same with the Yuriku, or the the um, Ikuhara stuff, where they tie it into how it affected them and in their lives. These are important things. I was even I like, like Yuri and Ice. I didn't care for Yuri and Ice, but people were empowered by it. I'm like, exactly, go for it. I it's like when you were talking about um, uh, uh, the work uh, one, yeah, and and telling and telling us how. How it affected you and made you uh, want to become better with your work and all that stuff. Work harder and stuff like that. Or enjoy enjoying what you did. Finding all something that, stuff, that you yeah. love and enjoy really is what it is. That's that's How that affects your life is part of analysis. That's what I'm talking about when I say analysis is good. I love analysis. I don't care for criticism because... Criticism tends to say what it's doing wrong. It doesn't say what it's doing right. And that's what I enjoy, is I want to hear how does that affect your life? What is it that it's doing for you that is very important to you? Why is it such a great thing? What This, this is where I think that our, um, our fandom is totally losing it. We... I it's it's hard to find somebody like Andrew bringing up that one for uh, Darlene and the Franks. I want to go and see it. Why? Because I want to see somebody who enjoys anime talking about anime. That's what I want to see. It's it's really a difference of if you're going into the personal realm of what I what I enjoy. Yeah, if it's analysis that is purely on finding out what it's doing or just speculating on what it's doing. To the extent of just being fascinated by what it's, what it's looking to do, or what what these things can mean, what 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 they pulling together, but not turning it into a thing of, well, obviously this is the political views of the creator, and this is why it's bad, or this is why it's going in a bad direction because this is obviously uh, propaganda for this. The this is a propaganda thing irritates the snot out of me. If I ever, <laughs> I, I am to the point now where if I hear somebody says this is blah blah propaganda, I'm I'm turning it off because if it's if it's not obviously what that's going for, I don't want to listen to it or. It, Unless they have some kind of proof 
give me a, don't say something immediately as propaganda unless you have some kind of proof because I think that's just going into the realm of slander, which is just is uh, is a really bad road. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if I can find somebody that does that, I'm going to enjoy that so much more than just this is why Sword Art Online sucks. Episode five, part two. <laughs> I mean, I don't need that. I I can do that myself. If I wanted to, I'll just watch the show again and just and just laugh at it. And, uh, maybe go get drunk or something like that, just so I can laugh at it. I don't know. It's just it's that's not my that's not what I'm going for personally. But I know again, there's people out there that enjoy that stuff. So that's just my personal take on that. Um. So I guess that goes into my realm of stuff. And that is uh, based on what Chris had written up there, what I thought would kind of fit in with this whole topic. So I think it's important to kind of question on, do you really think that it has to say anything to be relevant? And I think we've discussed this topic before. I just don't remember exactly where it was at or if it was just something. A lot of these things, there's like points that I don't know if we've talked about. They could be another podcast, so we might be talking about this again. But is this idea that if... If a show in the end isn't saying like Darling on the Franks is one of those ones where early on, yeah, you were like, yeah, there is definitely some kind of goofy gender roles thing going on here. The characters are kind of doing this whole uh, piloting in really uh, suggestive poses. And there was all these little things that you could easily construe out of this thing. But it was fun. It was just as it was so goofy. The concept was goofy. It was action-packed, it was fun, it was just kind of turn your brain off, have fun kind of thing. And, yeah, in the end, you could turn around and say, okay, look, let's analyze this and see what exactly it's saying. But the question I really pose is that, in the end, if it doesn't say anything, does that suddenly make it a bad show? And I think you were kind of alluding to this earlier, and I'm not sure if you really hit the, the point on it, so I'll reiterate on it is this idea that don't expect that it's going to say something because then in the end, if it doesn't say something, if the punchline isn't there, you're not going to be really disappointed. That's one thing that when we're watching that show, like, yeah, I can obviously go from episode one, hmm, these kids are called parasites. They're in this location. Uh, Papa's over here and he's controlling things. This could easily be saying something about, uh, I don't know, um, um, Thought policing, thought control, uh, gender roles. It could be saying things about uh, the roles in, in in the male and female category. It could be saying all these things. But you know what? If in the end it doesn't say anything significant about them or if it doesn't make commentary on them, if it doesn't have a guy suddenly – if it doesn't have Papa show up or the doctor show up and he turns around and says, by the way, kids – We've been controlling your mind thought process the entire time as an experiment to find out if it's good or bad to do this or not. And obviously it was a bad thing and it's not a good thing to do that to people because obviously it caused chaos. And it goes on this big, huge dialogue about that. You can either draw the conclusion that that is just a dialogue of that character in that world. Or yeah, you could probably say, this might be the writer saying this. In the end, if it doesn't, it doesn't suddenly make that show a bad show. It just means that you were thinking it was going to say something big and amazing, and it didn't. That doesn't mean it's a bad show. It's just the show wasn't doing what you wanted it to do. I think that's an important thing to kind of draw. I really don't like this mentality that people go, oh, well, obviously this isn't saying anything. Yeah, It doesn't have to say something. It doesn't have to say something to your benefit. It doesn't have to say something to somebody else's benefit. 
it could just be a show. It could just be entertaining. And who's to say that it's not going to randomly do two big old twists at the end and then randomly say what you want yeah, to say at the end of the yeah. show? And it, see, th- that's if the, the show opens up with the character being abused, I don't think the show is saying the show that abuse is a good thing. It could just be eventually at the end they go, they turn around on the abuser and make them pay for it. Well, that's just like that's just like uh, uh, the the silent voice. It's like in the first few episodes you'll get a very very or the first. <laughs> big chunk you get a very very different impression of what the show ends up be- being about and it's it, that's that's one of the it's things like, yeah, are you, are you gonna judge a silent voice based on the first volume oh my gosh this is this is just uh, dis- uh disabled people abusing this isn't a good story <laughs> obviously there's a punchline eventually can you wait for it <laughs> I, and that's and that's the, the the thing that i was uh, you're you're right I'm, I'm glad you brought that back is that that I, I I almost want I, I I almost hope people will start to at least consider waiting until the entire story has been told before you start to decide um, to do your analysis. I mean, yeah, doing small analysis as you go is interesting and it's and it's fun it's to fun do. And speculative, but to, especially when it comes to being speculative. I and mean, me and Andrew do that all the time. We'll go back and forth and talk about. Well, what do you think the do you think the show is going to go in this direction or? Um, do you think that it's trying to say this or or something like that? But when it comes down to it, I'm not gonna I'm gonna hold out my judgment on what how I feel about the show until I'm completely done with the show, and 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 yeah, I may turn off a show that's about death and destruction, but all said and done, I'm not going to judge it. I it, it may do something amazing towards the end of that show. I I don't know about it because I'm not gonna watch the rest of it. And I, I think there's another, something to, besides the idea of pre uh, to drawing your conclusions too early and then being upset when it doesn't come to a good punchline. I think that's important to kind of put into the realm of if you're enjoying a show and then it eventually says something that you disagree with, don't let that be the judge of your entire enjoyment of the show. Just let let the story do what it does. Yeah, you might again. You're not you're not going to agree with the the villain again. Why why isn't that an issue for people but suddenly when a show just does something that it's being philosophical or something and doesn't rub you the right way you suddenly have to destroy it. Uh imagine if for those that watch Land of Lustrous if if at some point were obviously the story still goes on but imagine if some point right at the beginning of the next season hopefully they release uh, the big boss guy comes out and says, look, the reason that I am keeping these things separate, I'm just going to be vague about this. The reason why I'm keeping these things separate is because a long time ago, you know, uh, mankind killing planet kind of thing. And then you're like, well, I don't like this, 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 uh, this viewpoint. I don't like this. I subtly hate this show. It's like, don't do that. It's, 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 it's own world. It's own confined, again, country of Kino's journey. Let it have its own little story. And enjoy it or don't enjoy it. I, I think it's. I think. I, I guess this gets to a bigger point, and I and I'm glad that I thought of this because I I think this people put too much emphasis on what anime is saying. Newsflash: anime is not going to change the world. <laughs> a single TV show is not going to change the world. If Grave of the Fireflies didn't stop war across the world, True. nothing is going to change. <laughs> From anime. If you got nothing from this entire podcast episode, <laughs> get that one point. If there is something uh, pro-agenda in something, it's not going to change the world. 
I do agree that there are certain things that media can sometimes slowly change or progress into a certain direction. Collective consciousness. But yeah, I, got I think, especially anime, especially anime is not going to change the world. Anime is not as big as you think it is. It is a big money maker in Japan. But what did we that figure it was? It. it was like a percent or one percent of one percent of the entire world population. Yeah, or something but it, like but that. It, it, it is it is its biggest in Japan, of course. It is a big market there. But even there, if you walk down the street anywhere besides Akihabara and a couple other places, nobody is going to be walking around with a T-shirt that has anime on it. If you have your perspective that the entire world of Japan or the entire country of Japan has people walking around with Moe shirts on you're wrong and it's not like a single show in japan is going to change things so don't expect there to be political changes in there yeah i believe there's going to be writers obviously uh ikahara uh yurikuma rashi and he is obviously goes for something in his stories it's obvious it's there um miyazaki obviously hates war and he had that in his stories uh so you can say that that there are certain writers that will obviously try to push something into their stories. Uh, me, me, me was one that I think that they were pushing this idea of uh, people that were caught in self indulgence and how it destroys them. So there, there is these these obvious cases where these writers are trying to say something, but don't. My point is, is don't believe that just because it says it wrong. Or says something against what you believe, the world's not going to change because of it. We're not going to suddenly have the president of the United States, whatever time you're actually listening to this, uh, goes up there and says, I just watched this anime and this needs to happen. World order is happening because we want to force this agenda on the people. No. Anime is a very, it's a, it's a niche. It's a very, very fine niche that will not change the world. So don't think it's going to change the world. And so don't be upset when it says something contrary to you or says something pro to you. Don't think it's going to suddenly change something. Just enjoy it for what it's doing. Enjoy the story it's telling. And enjoy whatever comes from it. I, it doesn't have to say something. And it doesn't have to say something beneficial or negative to you. And, then share, and then share how it, how it affected yeah. you. And, and see, you, there's going to be more out of how it affected you and you sharing how it affected you like for instance if i if i really really enjoy um uh school live and i go and break down how that affected me and i explain all of it what how that affected me will transfer to somebody else and then they can they can go into how that affected them and then those people will and then other people will listen to how it affected that person and then and so on and so forth that's how we make a change the collective co- consciousness everybody having some kind of a thing that's how art affects people not going in there and saying well the artwork is 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 evil and this is why that's not going to change anybody's mind because all that's going to do is they're going to either concur with you and then just go along with what you're saying or they're going to have a um, a uh, uh, opposite effect, reverse uh, opposite effect, effect. Yeah. yeah, where they they just say no, I'm I'm not I'm not listening to this, and they walk away. So you haven't convinced them to change their mind. All they've done, all you've done, is just made it to where you can't talk to them. 
So I would rather, that's why I keep saying that analysis makes more of an effect than criticism. Criticism, all that does is constantly re reaffirm your, your, your belief along with other people who get into this echo chamber and then you continue on uh, believing that you guys are right and everybody else is wrong. And then everybody else is going, well, uh, that was fun, I guess, while it lasted. Here, let's go talk about this. And you're you're off on your own and they're off on their own and nobody's listening to anybody i i think i do think it's a lot more enjoyable that if you do see that something is saying something not to assume that the writer is completely going for that even though there's cases where it's obvious but i think it's i think that's a good point if yeah i've heard people talk about like wandering son what did a lot for them so they they showed other people that show and said look this can affect you positively and they watched it and they said yeah i agree thank you for showing that to me uh if i know that somebody is having problems with uh what they're doing trying to find the job they enjoy i was i was i kept trying to tell uh logan to go watch hanasaki rohad he never did but i think he's he's got a, a different point now but uh, yeah, if you know somebody that is, you know, maybe in between jobs or before getting into the work field again, or they're struggling with the job they have, I would probably suggest them Hanasaki Roha because I had an experience where I was struggling with if I was enjoying the job that I was at. And it helped me to kind of bolster me and to, to going, you know what, look, I'm going to go after this certain thing because I want to have a more enjoyable uh, experience with my work life kind of thing. Uh, so I think that it's more positive to instead say that this show is saying something and then blasting out to everybody what not might not be true but to say this is how it affected me and i think that other people should watch this that are in this realm um yeah but i think it is it is something that people uh, my last point that i had was like i i think it is important not to believe that just because there's something in a story and it is obviously there that it's not necessarily the focus of the writer as well. I think it's, um, if there's a character type in there that is, say, struggling with um, a mental illness, and you're like, oh, cool, they're going to say something about this, and they don't, and you're like, well, that was a waste, but it, it might just be the case that it's not important to the writer at the time, or that's not really their focus. You could see something and go, this is really important, they should hit on this subject, and they don't, it's not because they don't like that subject. It's because that wasn't important to them at the time of writing that. And I think that is something that is, uh, again, another thing where people falsely draw conclusions on a story because they think something is important and it's not really the focus of the story. Um, yeah. All I have really left is some some titles to go through. I'm scared of uh, the unechannibalism. Are you going to start <laughs> eating me? <laughs> these are this is like me running through like the list of reviews that we've done and like just grabbing certain ones where i could say yeah something is saying something it couldn't be saying something and uh drawing conclusions from that darling and franks like i mentioned earlier you can draw conclusions of gender roles and thought police and thought control nanny stating um uh so many things that could be drawn from that world. And I think that is a credit to the world that it's in, that it's so different. Like, like from the new world, it has a similar feel. Uh, Children of the Whales has that similar feel. Like it's, it's such a different world that you can draw so many things out of it that, yeah, technically you could say that it's trying to say all these things, but it could just be that that's the construct of the world they want to kind of create because they wanted to make this little capsule world that they can kind of mess with and it's so different from our own that it feels like such an adventure to kind of jump into you don't want to create 
a story about, you know, the same country you live in. It does, it's kind of boring. Um, I think that's what the, that was the whole draw of fantasy to begin with. It was just this other world and other realm to kind of jump into. Uh, we talked about recreators back when that was airing, and people were saying that show was saying nothing. But we loved the idea of the creators and the well, idea of and- the contrast of the fictitious world versus the real world. Like, you have these people coming from the fictitious world and going, why are you writing about this really planned world when this world is so vibrant and so many things to it? And the, the, and, and Recreators is an excellent example of one of those, one of those shows where it, it starts affecting people in different ways. And like me, I found more fascination out of this idea of the creators um, interacting with their creation. And having this dialogue mm-hmm. dialogue between them and and it it started making me think along the lines of how much do i care about my my uh the 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 uh the characters in my story how much how much how much do they their does their what happens to them affect me and all that and all that i found in recreators it's not something that i normally got to deal with in any other show um, and and yet there's other people who didn't find anything in it, and they were they were frustrated with it. They they wanted to see bombastic, crazy uh, things, and so it was boring for them. Yet it was a fascinating story for me, and so this it was an excellent example of everything that we're saying here. Is depending on how you are affected by that, or what is, you were looking for, yeah, of what you are looking for in that show. It's going to be very, very different. I, and my analysis would be vastly different than anybody else's. Uh, there's a lot of stories that that deal with PTSD as well, but I don't think really many of them are trying to. F- I think PTSD is one of those ones where I, I, I think a lot of people are very disappointed in every story that anime does with PTSD because I don't think it ever tries to remedy it. I don't think you really can. I think that's an important thing to note, but at the same time, I don't think they're trying to. Uh, School Live, I think even to the manga that I'm at right this, at this particular point, is still hitting on this idea of a character, characters, technically, who all have post-traumatic stress disorder from the, you know, the things that have gone down, uh, <laughs> that they, they're, they're wondering if they can fix it they're they're not doctors and they're they're dealing with a situation where somebody is they're they're all broken and they don't know how to fix it and so they have to kind of just let it be and at the same time i don't think that this story is really trying to say things about ptsd i think it's just really trying to let it be in existence in its story uh Technically, Steinsgate is a prime example of a story about somebody with uh, post-traumatic stress uh, disorder uh, that that they're kind of dealing with, especially with uh, Steinsgate Zero. So, again, I don't think they ever really are trying to fix it, and I don't think they understand it well enough. To, and I don't think most writers do understand uh, mental disabilities and how to fix them. Uh, World End has basically a character. The characters have a sort of dementia or, or Alzheimer's and they're losing their memories and having to struggle with the loss of memories and who you become once you've lost yourself kind of thing. But I don't think it's trying to produce a cure or trying to uh, make a statement about it. It's just, it kind of exists in that world. So those are, those are some elements of, of things that even for me, I kind of connect with and it's, it, I still don't expect it to say anything uh, in particular, even if I have, 
family members that, that struggle with that kind of stuff. Um, yes, I did have people, people in here as uh, discussing Onichanobalism. Are you... Are Because obviously did, it's did, talking did, about Did you analyze it? Did you analyze yes. it? Yes. It's, it's and it's it a affected you? Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, no, I think, I think Pupa... <laughs> Pupa is a prime example of a show that's kind of... Yeah, at face value is not... Is, is pretty disgusting. But if you kind of dig into it, we, we wanted to like hyper analyze, analyze it because it it's obviously there's something there. And if you really kind of dig into it, it is about the brother and his willingness to allow his sister to <laughs> consume himself. And it's... You know that we're not... Each part, I'm not allowing you to... Each part... Eat my hand. <laughs> each part of his body is a symbolism of something that she is taking from him, whether it's his innocence... Or the weight off his shoulders, because she she tossed down his shoulders, and then he's suddenly relieved at the moment. It's again, this is an example of overanalyzing things. By the way, uh, Gotcha Macaws. We kind of hit on that before, where we talked about the idea that it does kind of get into hive minds, social media, and its effects on people's uh, mindset and going to hive minds, governments, how they're run, voting processes, uh, political standings. It's that is definitely one where you don't you can't I mean unless you're somehow miraculously in the same realms of whatever they're going for there you're gonna disagree with certain things politically in that show but it is a fascinating uh, again capsule of a world that is kind of this let's try to do this this way and see how it kind of plays out and yeah if it falls apart and you're agreeing with it it's not that it's trying to say you're wrong it's just that it's it was a thought experiment, and it had fun with it. So just go with it. If you haven't heard our our review on it, you, by all means, please go listen to that. Uh, that if you haven't watched it, if you haven't heard us talk about it. We really, really enjoyed it, and I I still think that it's a great show to watch. Yeah, um, Shimonetta at the at the time that that one was released, that was a lot of hoop lobbing. That was that was another one of those before. I think that was the last one that had a lot of. Um, back and forth between people. And it was it was funny because there was a lot of cases where there was a lot of people that were heavy on it saying something in the first couple episodes. And there was a lot of people that stuck with it to the very end saying that it's saying something specific. And in the end, it's like, I don't even see that. They're seeing something there, but I think that people are getting a little bit too carried away with it, it wanting it, to say something political. It was, it was one of those that it, 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 it did, it was kind of funny at first. I could almost agree with what people thought it was saying. And then towards the end, it was like, no, they were just using that as an excuse and they were just having fun with it. Let it go. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing. Well, it's like, it, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where if it, if it was specifically saying something political against like uh, perversion and stuff like that, then why would you literally have so many episodes of like a character really literally wanting this guy's pee and stuff like that? It's like, yeah, you can say that it's going to the the furthest realms of that perversion in order to pull people back out with a message, but again, I don't think I don't think it was really going for that kind of thing. No, it's like prison school, same same exact I- issue. It's like, yeah, they may have been saying something at the very beginning, and, and then after after that, it was just an excuse to do what they wanted to do with the show, yeah. and, and that's and that's all it was. Is I. If you want to overanalyze it, you, you could probably find something in there. But remember, analyzing and 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 that I I go back to what we said before. This is an entertainment medium. First, remember that if you find something in there that is worth 
analyzing, by all means, go for it. Have fun with it. That's the point of analyzing. You have something that it spoke to you. Speak, talk about it. That's the point of analyzing. But remember, this is an entertainment medium. Prison school is written is wrote for folks to see goofy ladies do weird uh what, what is it squats medusa that's that's <laughs> the medusa that 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 was an important part medusa. part of um prison school and um we need to remember uh that kind of stuff for some odd reason that andrew <laughs> wanted to bring out um so <laughs> no that's that's a good point because like with ReZero, a lot of people just thought that show was stupid i thought and everybody hated Subaru, but it was one of those cases where I'm like, I get this guy not because I not because I follow him and, and his mindsets, but and that I want to hang out with the guy. It's more of a thing of this show for me. ReZero had this element that I personally kind of gravitated gravitated to. That it was literally this guy losing his mind. He was literally becoming paranoid, and it was going in this realm of paranoia and his fear of people like when he wakes up in in a certain bed and he realizes suddenly oh it's back then so literally somebody killed me in my sleep he's afraid of sleeping now like those kind of things being hit on was like really really cool and fascinating to me to kind of dive into uh talking about how we did all these things together and she's literally like we've never done those things smash kind of thing (laughs) it's like wow um centaur's life technically got into uh concentration camps and stuff like that and that literally was a moe animals show so it does have something in there that you can kind of analyze uh ajin you could say that ajin had an element of going into prejudice and uh prejudice caused by the fear of either power or things that are different than you uh so i mean you can easily construe something out of that story do i think it was going for that no, I don't necessarily think. I think it was just the tool that it used in order to tell its story. Well, and and, and even at that, what what ends up happening from that is somebody will start with an idea, and they may not be intending on going to the full extent of that, and yet we can find something interesting in there, and we can go and analyze that and, and dig into that and have fun with it. Uh, I think of Ghost in the Shell. That was one of those where... Whether that person intended on actually digging into a lot of that stuff, there was a lot of really, really deep and interesting things. That's why it's such a uh, a, a franchise that people just love is because the person who he started out with something, he started digging into it and people just analyze the crap out of that show and they have so much fun out of it i love the armitage uh stories because of the the interesting aspects that they bring to the table as far as um uh reproduction and stuff like that in 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 a in a robot world i think that's such a fascinating aspect of it i think ghost in the shell is fascinating for it's what is what is considered life and when you when you're talking about stuff yeah Yeah, soul exactly i think those are things that are vastly interesting to dig into were they intending on going into that no they probably just bumped into it and they thought well that's interesting let me go ahead and dig into it and that's what they did that's analyzing yeah there's a lot of cases where there's been writers that say i wasn't really intending to go this far and it it became what it became and it was something that took off away from them i was trying to remember one here recently an interview that i had read what um i'm blanking on it I think the Gundams do that a lot too. Is is when 
he he probably I think that a lot of in a lot of cases he's just telling a story and then maybe he might bump into something that he just accidentally digs into in in going through a lot of this is thought experiments that's how a lot of these ideas just come out is you're you're just you're just telling the story and then you bump into something and you just want to explore it and so you start digging into it um it, it it's it's more fun to just dig into it at have the characters dig into it in your own brain as as you're thinking it out they're doing the discussion that's the whole point was it fairy tale I think it was fairy tale because it was coming to his conclusion. He was talking about that. It was, it was something in the realm of him not really expecting it to go as far as it did, and it having that whole story kind of lay out is is kind of fat. I think I've heard a couple of of cases where shonen writers are kind of like, "This is the concept they had at the beginning," and yeah, they never expect it to blow up the way it does. And when it does, it's like, "Holy crap!" Now I have to write. They want me to keep writing and keep writing, and keep writing, and you have to kind of keep this thing going for a long period of time. And you start to really kind of get a sense of what they intended from the very beginning that actually panned out in the end. It was a really, really cool uh, thing to think about. Just just look at, if you've ever gotten to a shonen all the way to the end, I think it's fascinating to always go back to the very first volumes and see if, if you've seen things in there that really did show signs that he planned on it going that far. I don't think Bleach did that at all. <laughs> I don't think that any of them do. I think I don't I think, think any Ble- of them do. I think Bleach had an intention, and then it just went wild after a certain point. He, I don't think he intended on that going as long as it did at all. Yeah. Uh, colorful definitely has a uh, colorful motion picture. Definitely has an element of uh, of self worth. I, I guess I'll just say that. Do da da da. I think you can you can make a comment on. The idea of the power of social media and, and the mob mentality, it definitely kind of plays on that quite a bit. Um, I don't think it's specifically saying something. I think it's just a tool once again. Uh, Expel from Paradise, I believe it's also a tool for its story, was its opening as the idea of self-indulgence, bringing people to this other um, this other existence, basically. Uh, interview with Monster Goals, I think it kind of plays a little bit into disabilities and the idea of... Uh, helping i i think it does honestly want to do something with that kind of stuff because I, I think it is a point of it it is the point of it is here's a problem with these monster goals and he's supposed to be fixing it and i i think they do play a little bit on the idea of of that help possibly being um counterintuitive to them um being sp- uh, treating somebody special because they have something different about themselves is often a way of isolating them from the, the crowd basically uh, Erase definitely does say stuff about Child of Bush, but I don't think it's... I, I Again, I think it's just a part of the story. I don't think it's necessarily an advertisement for not Child of Bush, but, it, but I think it's kind of like uh, March Comes in Like a Lion. It technically has a story about uh, um, bullying, but it is a story within there that can be turned into something that is a positive message to the world itself, which is cool. I, I, I like that idea. Well, that's just like, that's just like a silent voice. It's like it's not necessarily. I do. It's not think, like it opens up with bullying is bad. Let's look yeah, at the story about bullying so that you can see how bad it is. It's just that's the story, and you end up coming out going, "Wow, that was really screwed up that that happened to her." I would never want to do that. It, it is. It is one of those things that I. I do think that in, in internally these people want to say something about it, but it's not I, preaching it. Basically. I, exactly. I don't think that it's necessarily something that they go out of their way to make a point it, it's it's somebody may do that and, and i'm not saying i'm not trying to discount somebody from doing that i'm saying that 
sometimes people just want to tell a story, a, a story that they get in their head and they want to tell that story. Now, when they tell that story, it may delve into something that um, like a, a, a silent voice. I don't know that it was necessarily going out of its way to make a bullying story. I think that what ended up coming out of it was something very, very special and beautiful that just so happened to have a part of it that was about bullying. The story as a whole had some bullying in it. And I think that if you say that the, the, the story is about bullying, you're vastly discounting what a silent voice was about. And that's, that's just like um, the, the other aspects that a silent voice does delve into. If you say that's what it's about, you're severely discounting it. It's not about those. It's not a, um, a, a redemption story. That's not what it is. It's this story as a whole. A silent voice is its own thing. There's a reason why it is a, such a special and powerful story. I think it's important to not... I, I guess the bigger picture for me coming from that is the idea that it's not that these stories aren't saying something. It's not that these writers can't say something. It's not that there is never a message in things. I think it's just... To make the story completely the sum of those is a incorrect thing to do because then if you're putting too much weight on what those things can say or what they did say, it can either ruin it for you or it could make it – you're putting too much emphasis on it to the point where you're blowing it up too, uh, out of proportion. I think, I think the story needs to be what it is. And if you draw something from it, that's great, and you could tell people about that, but don't make it the sum of everything that exists in that story. Don't make a silent voice uh, a, titled a bully story. Make it a silent voice is a great story that has bullying and redemption and all these other things, components within it. I guess it's, it's very hard to explain, but it's, it's just one of those elements of don't make it the sum of those well, messages, you, but the messages can be there. If you make it about bullying, then you're going to get stuck on the first chapter. And then after after the first chapter, it's not talking about bullying anymore. Well, you have what you it, have the reverse bullying that kind of happens after that, but yeah, it's it, yeah, exactly. It's like what what do you get after that? You're discounting I mean, everything else that's happening. Exactly. There. If you go on a redemption story, you're not going to get that first episode that first chapter. You're going to have a, a few chapters in the middle and you're going to miss out on the entire really really good story at, towards the end. If you get it about that one thing that's towards the end, you're missing out on the entire first part of the story. I that's just like the whole pasting something in there at the very beginning and thinking that's what the entire story is about and then getting mad at it at towards the end because it's not talking about that one thing at the very beginning anymore. Like we were talking about with Darlene and Franks. If you think that it's it's about this and you get stuck on it and, and 25 episodes later it's not saying that, you're going to be really, really sorely disappointed. Is it really the, the, the artist's fault because it didn't say what you thought it should say? Yep. That's pretty much all I have. I mean, there's also Recover Memo Junkie and Welcome to the NSK. They have the same kind of effect where it's, you know, talking about being, uh, becoming a neat and breaking out of that barrier, basically. And every Miyazaki film is anti-war. <laughs> every show that has the church in it is obviously <laughs> hates the church. <laughs> Kino's uh, journey and Mishishi. I agree. I, I I do think that they're they're fascinating. Everything they go into they, is wants it wants to. It's not. I don't think it necessarily wants to say something with every world that goes to it. Just like I said, they're experiments. Every little world they go to, every country they go to, every town they go to. 
which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that it? I think, and we made some nearly an hour and thirty minutes out of that, out of, a, out of an unpolished. <laughs> well, I, I think it ended up turning into not really necessarily an outline, but more of just a discussion about it, which I think is always a lot more fun for people. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I hope you guys. It's, like le- it's less, it's less organized, but then in the end, it turns into a you know just chit chatting with people and, and getting their perspective on things. Um, and hopefully, it didn't take off a bunch of people. I hope not. I think we were pretty safe. I think we were pretty safe about this stuff. Even though we did kind of call out a particular person at the very beginning. <laughs> it's just kind of a... Like I said, it's just a... It's a camel's back kind of thing. We hear it a lot. Like I said, I basically... We've experienced this discussion it, 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 with every single one of these shows I just listed. And people drawing conclusions out of every single one of these things. And Darling on the Franks was just the last one on that entire list that we went into. What was the one that, that okay, just to, to let everybody know, this is not, not a, it wasn't in particular Darlene and the Franks that started this. We've been this. That's what my, that's my point is, is every, everything ago. I just listed were shows where we experienced this element yeah. of either overanalyzing, claiming something, saying something it's not saying, or just where people may have missed something where I think it, it says something in particular, but I don't think it's is the sum of the show. So it goes back to as far back as Gatchaman Crowds, which is like n- nearly four years ago. <laughs> um, is that the earliest one? I want to say it is. Yeah, I guess it would be Gatchaman Crowds. Unless Shimonetta was earlier than that, which I guess we she she had technically been before then too. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's more of a Inky knows journey. It's more of a thing of like thought experiments. Really, is is what it is. It's some of thought experiments. And well, and technically every everything churches. It, it, uh, <laughs> Neon just Evangelion. Every time, every time Evangelion comes up, somebody has to point out the fact that it's all about the churches. No, no. There's he, so he many biblical. Cool. There's so many biblical. <laughs> he he was flat out said he thought it looked cool, and that's why he put it in there. I mean, that's like that's like uh, uh, Marie the Virgin Witch. It's like that technically is very kind of uh, bad churchy, but. Technically, all the sides in that show, that story was technically, they kind of had their own faults, but yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't affect me uh, because the story that it's telling is what I'm kind of wanting to get into. So I think that there, there is an aspect of you have to, if you're going to analyze, you're going to have to turn off your, as much as you can, you have to be objective. And the only way to be objective is to turn off your, frustrations that means going into it and if they call your mom the worst name in the in the book you're gonna have to go okay and continue on otherwise from that point that on bouncer, the bouncer show huh is she <laughs> it, 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 it's it, it that's that's the point what was that called? The, the one with the ghost guy that was the bouncer you were talking about that speech at some point oh that was uh roadhouse yeah that's a, that was such a great speech. I love it. <laughs> she calls your mom this. It, is she? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, and the, and that's the thing is you have to you have to go into it and you have to shut that down. You have to, and then you can go into it and and you can take in everything that it has to say because if it said something at the very beginning that's horrible about your mom, it might say something really wonderful about your mom later on. And if you got stuck at the very beginning. And you never got to the end. You never know, and, and and that's that's one of those frustrating things. If I had got stuck on um, 
at the beginning of the a sixth sense because it uh was ghost for whatever reason and i didn't like it and i would have missed out on the one of the really best twists at the end that i i've ever seen yep all right that's uh do we even decide a title yet i don't know <laughs> over analysis anal- analysms over analysms over analysms is analysms is analyst is analysms good or bad what anime are they watching? <laughs> anime are they watching? You just got to stick on that one. <laughs> I'm stuck on it. Well, all right. We hope you guys enjoy this little kind of more of a discussion, if anything, of of analysm and um, what are people watching. I don't get it. Again, I, I want to point out that it's not really necessarily any of these discussions and people that we've... Like, there was people that we we kind of butt heads with with recreators for the longest time. We're butting heads with people with Darling and the Franks. We butt heads with people with Swear Online, ReZero, all these shows. We butt heads with people. It's just kind of a thing of, like, let's talk about this now. Let's sit down and actually talk about this now. That's what I'm hoping is I hope that people just get to the point where they just start talking to each other instead of bashing each other. Stop hating people for what they like and just just talk to each other. That's what I want. There's Hunky Dory. I want everybody to get along. Just go watch Mitsuboshi Colors again. That was such a fun show. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Again, we're at TakaSpear.com. Go there for all our anime, new and old. Great community, the form links, top social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And y'all take care. Oh, so-